SBH's Kiss 92 and Eaton House presents Book Monsters Bedtime Stories. Today we have Joanne Wilson, an Eaton House teacher and Eaton House Community Fund volunteer with us. And we're going to go through the story and see what tips Joanne can give me on how I can deliver this story better. It's Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Goldilocks. She went for a walk in the forest. Pretty soon, she came upon a house. She knocked, and when no one answered, she walked right in. So, Joanne, we start stories with once upon a time, blah, blah, blah. Um, But how should we actually look at it? How should we start a story with a child? I think sometimes it starts before you've even opened the book, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. I think the first step should always be creating the right environment with your child. Put your phone away, remove all distractions, find somewhere comfortable and cosy to sit, making it a really special time between you and your child. You want them to grow up to have positive associations with reading and books. And so just take a few moments to create the right environment. And then spend a few seconds looking at and discussing the front cover as well, because perhaps they already know this story. Maybe they've heard it at school. Perhaps they can share their prior knowledge, maybe making predictions. What do you think is going to happen in this story? And then settling down and enjoying the moment with your child. At the table in the kitchen, there were three bowls of porridge. Goldilocks was hungry. She tasted the porridge from the first bowl. Joanne, you know, as people read stories to their children, sometimes they point at the word. It's almost like they're trying to get the child to recognize the word in the sound or they use the child's hand or a finger to point. Is this a good thing to do or does this take away from the story? I think there's definitely a time and a place for doing that, but it's also really important that you have time just for enjoying the books, where they can just look at the pictures, immerse themselves in the story, and uh, just enjoy that moment, and not necessarily, unless they want to, follow your child's lead, and if they would like to, and if they're asking you where are you in the writing, then of course do that, but generally I think it's it's really nice to have just a storytelling moment to enjoy and get lost in the story. Yeah, it's, it's more to, I think, stimulate their imagination so they can, they've got pictures in front of them, but they can draw pictures in their mind as well. Exactly, yes. This porridge is too hot, she exclaimed. So she tasted the porridge from the second bowl. This porridge is too cold, she said. So she tasted the last bowl of porridge. Ah, this porridge is just right, she said happily, and she ate it all up. So Joanne, what sort of tips can you give me having heard me read the story? So just as you did, I think it's really important to add character and enthusiasm and excitement to the story. And in this version, the author has used the words exclaimed and whined and sighed. Mm. So instead of just repeating the word said, 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 the author has used those words. And and it's great when you're reading the story to really emphasize those words because they're probably new words for the child. So when it says that Goldilocks exclaimed something, then when you're reading it, you need to really exclaim it yourself because the child doesn't know those words. So you're modeling how to exclaim something. 
or when she whines and you want to be whining like Goldilocks or sighing. There's a reason why the author has chosen those words instead of repeating the word said. And it's it's great to model those to the child and, and perhaps discuss those points too. After she'd eaten the three bears' breakfasts, she decided she was feeling a little tired. So she walked into the living room where she saw three chairs. Goldilocks sat in the first chair to rest. This chair is too big, she exclaimed. So she sat in the second chair. This chair is too big too, she whined. So she tried the last and smallest chair. Ah, this chair is just right. But just as she settled down into the chair to rest, it broke into pieces. Now the next question I have when it comes to reading stories is, how important are props. I do this because I have a, a daughter in Australia who has a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And when she tells stories, she uses props sometimes. So, and I've seen her do this with Goldilocks and the Three Bears. She tells this story over breakfast while they're eating porridge. How important are props and, or are they just a distraction? Definitely not just a distraction. I think anything that can make it more enjoyable, more surprising, bring it all to life, make it more relevant to them is a, an amazing thing to do. So like your daughter using the porridge, because some children might read this story and not know what porridge is. So mm. it's great if you can introduce the foods that are being mentioned. Or something that I like to do if I'm traveling with my family is I try and find books that are set in that country just to make it all come to life. Um, but yeah, anything you can do to add to the enjoyment, I think is definitely worth doing. Goldilocks was very tired by this time. She went upstairs to the bedroom. She lay down in the first bed, but it was too hard. She lay in the second bed, but it was too soft. Then she lay down in the third bed, and it was just right. Goldilocks fell asleep. As she was sleeping, the three bears came home. Someone's been eating my porridge, growled Papa Bear. Someone's been eating my porridge, said Mama Bear. Someone's been eating my porridge and they ate it all up, cried Baby Bear. Someone's been sitting in my chair, growled Papa Bear. Someone's been sitting in my chair, said Mama Bear. Someone's been sitting in my chair and they've broken it to pieces, cried Baby Bear. They decided to look around some more. And when they got upstairs to the bedroom, Papa Bear growled, Someone's been sleeping in my bed. Someone's been sleeping in my bed too, said Mama Bear. Someone's been sleeping in my bed and she's still there, exclaimed Baby Bear. Just then, Goldilocks woke up. She saw the three bears and she screamed, Help! She jumped up and ran out of the room. Goldilocks ran down the stairs, opened the door and ran away into the forest. She never returned to the home of the three bears. So, one last short discussion we'll have. Goldilocks and the three bears... It's an old story. Why, why do we still tell old stories? 
Yes, very good question. So there's still a lot of value in sharing traditional fairy tales. In order for children to be able to write their own stories, they need to have a clear understanding of a story structure. And the more stories they're exposed to at a young age, the more confident they are in writing their own stories. So fairy tales will teach them about the rising action in a story, the climax, climax and then the resolution. They'll learn about settings and characters and plot. Also, fairy tales teach morals and life lessons. And these are things that are valuable to learn, as valuable now as they were 100 years ago. So, for example, in Goldilocks, we learn the need to respect respect people's privacy and their property. We learn how our actions can hurt others. And, and also there's a, a message there about being aware of your own safety and what situations you put yourself in. Do we bring those points up as we tell the story or do we bring them up at the end of the story? I think generally you would have that as a discussion at the end, as a Mm. reflection at the end of the story. But perhaps as you're reading it, as Goldilocks enters the house without permission and she doesn't know who lives here, you might say to them, is this a good idea? Would you be doing this? And perhaps pause to discuss as you're going. Mm. But uh, if they're really involved in the story, then it's probably best to keep going and just have a reflection at the end. Hate to put you on the spot, but reading Goldilocks and the Three Bears, as a parent, it's never happened to me. What would you say to a child if they go, but mummy, Goldilocks stole the porridge? Yeah, I would definitely what, yes, have a good discussion about say? that. It's definitely a, a big teaching point. And I think you would talk about fairy tales having morals and life lessons that we can take away from this. And yeah, she broke into a house. She stole food. She went wandering around without permission. So yeah, I think it would be great if a child points that out and could lead to a really good discussion. Joanne, thank you so much for being with us. It's been awesome. I think I might become a better storyteller now. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Book Monsters Bedtime Stories was brought to you by SPH's Kiss 92 and Eaton House.